I love watching TED Talks. I hope you guys do as well. <clears throat> but what does that teach us, that particular thing teach us about chiropractic? If you look at things the way I look at things, then everything has a chiropractic message. So if you look at this, I get a couple of pieces out of it. The first thing is he's talking in the beginning, the very beginning, he mentioned entropy and Newton's second law of thermodynamics. And if you think about chiropractic, how does chiropractic relate to entropy? Think about what our job is with someone who comes into our offices. Right, they're falling apart, right? They're falling apart, just like he said. Newton's law, second law of thermodynamics says that everything kind of goes towards falling apart in entropy. So patients are coming to us in various states of entropy, various states of falling apartness. So therefore, what is our job? To put them back together, right? That's our job. So when I saw this, that's the first thing I took out of this, is my job is that child who comes in yesterday who is not talking and he's two years old and the pediatricians have said, don't worry about it, he'll start to talk eventually, but he's a year past talking when he's supposed to talk. This kid's in entropy and if you just wait for the kid to talk instead of doing something about it, you're way past what you're supposed to be doing. Right? So my job, I see this little boy and I'm like, oh my God, what an opportunity I have to help adjust this child, teach the parents a certain exercise to do, get this kid on a better nutritional program, to get this kid away from the entropy that he's having, because at two years old, if he's not talking, where is he going? There's only one direction, right? If you're not talking at two, unless you happen to be Einstein, right? So, which is a rare thing, didn't talk till five. But if, you, if you're not talking at two years old, you're headed down a bad path. But we as chiropractors, especially pediatric chiropractors, have the ability to kind of change that kid's direction. Right, to be that person who's going to stop that flow of entropy, right? Because if something's going in a certain direction, there's another a, a Newton, one of Newton's law. What does that say? Everything will go in a certain direction unless you change, interfere with a force, right? Right. You have to put a force into something, and then you'll have the equal and opposite direction. But otherwise, it'll keep on going. If it's keep on going in that direction, how will it keep on going? It'll keep on going in that direction unless you stop it, unless you put something in between that. There's another one on Newton's laws. So Newton has a lot to do with, with chiropractic, even though I bet you he never even dreamed of that. So our job is to be that person, to stop that person's path, whether they come in with lower back pain or they come in and they're not talking at two years old, and our job is to stop that entropy from going on and help that kid turn him around or turn her around. Right? That's the first thing that I got out of this. The second thing I got out of this was about history which I think is really interesting. I haven't checked it out, but I want to check out his big history. He's actually a, a teacher, a professor uh, at um, a major university, I think, in England somewhere. And he has a, created this course called Big History where he goes over the entire history of the planet in a semester. And, uh, but thinking about that chiropractically, you know, so many of our brothers and sisters out in the field and our brothers and sisters in other chiropractic schools look at our history as what? Chiropractic history as what? How do they see subluxation in D.D. Palmer and B.J. Palmer? They laugh at it. They laugh at it, they ignore it, they scoff at it, and now that I've been traveling around the world with ICPA, I'm watching this. I see this. 
So it's not a joke, and it's not just someone saying that. It's really true that some schools don't even teach this kind of stuff. Some schools actually teach the antithesis of this kind of stuff. So why is it important for us to look at our history? <coughs> because we've got to know where we were in order to go know where we want to go. So it's important for us to honor people like D.D. Palmer and P.J. Palmer. It's important for us to honor Dr. Sid, who created this in the university. It's important for us to honor the people who have come before us, all those who were jailed, who went to jail and sacrificed their lives for us to be here. Right? History is extremely important for us to understand. We're not going to scoff at it. They say we should get rid of You know, you guys are so antiquated. Get rid of the subluxation. Who cares? D.D. Palmer was just a fish peddler. He was nothing. I'm like, you know what? That's just an absurd thing to say. Almost every discovery was made by accident in a way that was not necessarily intended. And some of the biggest things on the planet were made by people who are not necessarily in that particular profession. So don't tell me that just because D.D. Palmer was not a highfalutin scientist that we shouldn't study what he said. Because the whole idea of chiropractic being founded on tone is brilliant and was about 100 years before his time. I mean, Carrick is now studying the work that D.D. Palmer started based on tone and neurology and that kind of stuff. So it's very important for us to look at our history and look at our big history. And chiropractic has its own big history. And we can't ignore it. We can't cut it off. We can't just say, it didn't happen. Let's just forget about it. Because that's not how we're going to grow. The way we're going to grow is we're going to embrace our history. That's what he's saying. We need to embrace our history, understand where we came from, so that we know how important it, what it is our predecessors did, so that when we go forward, we go forward with a passion. Right? Because right now, you guys, some of you guys, how many of you guys are graduating soon? You have any kind of graduates? All right. What, you guys graduating this quarter? And who's graduating this quarter? Anybody? Excellent. Congratulations. So some of you guys are graduating really soon. Some of you guys are graduating maybe in a quarter or two. <clears throat> That's really exciting. But you need to honor that history. Right? The way to success is not to just put a blinder on what's happened before and just keep on going forward. The way to, you know, towards success is to recognize our history and embrace our history and take that all that collective history and all that collective passion that we have that come before us and put it together and put it into something new and special. Because right now chiropractic and all of healthcare is faltering and we have chiropractic has the opportunity to become leaders in the new healthcare system that's emerging. Because right now healthcare is just falling apart. And I have to tell you about Obamacare and the Affordable Care Act and all this other kind of malarkey that's going on out there that's making everybody really nervous. I'm telling you, it shouldn't make you nervous whatsoever. You know why? Because we have something so different and so special and so unique that people are willing to pay cash for it. They're willing to pay cash for it. They will come in and they may not have insurance or they do have insurance, but it doesn't cover chiropractic, but they are willing to pay for something different because they know that the system that they're in presently isn't working. So they've already dealt, spent thousands, this, this one family has spent thousands of dollars already on this one little boy who's not talking because they've done nothing for him. And they're coming to us because we can do something with that child. And that's what makes us leaders. But we have to be willing to speak up about that. We have to be willing to speak up about that and willing to be that leader. And to be a leader, you're going to get pot shots taken at you. And people are going to make fun of you, and people are going to pick on you, and people are going to say things about you. But anybody who's in front is going to have that. Right? <coughs> That's just the way it is. When you're a leader, people are going to you know, gnaw at you because they don't, they don't like that. But you, we have to be leaders because if we don't start to lead 
the new healthcare revolution, then who else is going to take over? Whoever else decides to step up to the plate. And I don't know about you, but I don't trust anybody else. I, we've already let it in the hands of everybody else, and we've seen where it's gone, right? So the reason I'm, I say this, and I will say it repeatedly throughout this quarter and every class I teach, <clears throat> is that I, I hope and I pray that someone in one of these quarters is going to end up being the real true leader that chiropractic needs to take us out there. Because right now we are rudderless for the most part. If it wasn't for Dr. Eekman, chiropractic would be nowhere. Understand how important that man is to this profession. But we need another leader. right? We need a younger leader to come up and take his place. Because what happens when he's no longer here? So one of you guys might be that leader. And so I'm planting seeds in all my classes, my students' heads. Because one of you guys might be that leader to come out there and be the person who's going to take chiropractic to the next level. Because we're either going to be leaders of the healthcare revolution or we're going to be left in the dirt and just kind of stay where we are and are now 7 to 10% of the population where we shouldn't be. Because shouldn't everybody be, shouldn't everybody be getting adjusted? Right? Isn't this so totally logical once you know about it? Well, it can't be that logical if nobody knows about it. So we better come up with a way to explain it that it makes perfect sense to everybody. Because however we've been doing it for the last 117 whatever years, we've been blowing it. So now it's time for us to go to the next level. So I challenge you this quarter, and I congratulate you this quarter to take this class, because I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to challenge your way of thinking. I'm going to challenge you every time we, come, we meet. I'm going to challenge you with the video, and we're going to talk about it a little bit. And I want you guys to participate today. You just kinda, I'll let you guys sit here and kind of think, but I'm not going to let that happen anymore. I want you guys to talk <clears throat> about this, because I want, I want you to get riled up. I want you to get passionate about this. This isn't about sitting during class and reading Facebook and Twitter and, or going to sleep. If, I mean, if you want to do that, that's totally cool. Sit in the back and be my guest. But this is about getting riled up. This is about saying, like, you're this close to being out there. With the apathy level that you might have right now, it's going to be really hard for you to suddenly stir up passion. Everybody says, well, wait till I graduate. When I graduate, man, they don't get some passion. Mm, why? Like, Trust me, just paying bills is not a passionate reason. That's not the thing that's going to make you go out there and say, yes, I can't wait to pay my stupid student loans off. Right? That's not the thing. You better develop a passion before that. Right? You, de you better develop a drive. You better develop a hunger to help people, to serve the masses, to get those sick kids, to take care of those kids who are, in my opinion, if we don't do it, who the hell is going to? Right? Is there anybody out there qualified to take care of the kids the way we do? Is there any pediatrician, any osteopath, any massage therapist, any homeopath, any acupuncturist, any naturopath, any nutritionist, anybody qualified to do it the way we do it? No. Then who the hell is going to do it but you and me? This is it. Right? So when you graduate, this is not about paying back your student loans. Who the hell cares? You'll pay them back. That's uninteresting and unimportant. Really. So stop thinking about it. Stop fretting about it. Stop stressing over it. Stop looking at the internet about the interest rates. Who cares? It's not important. What's important is serving the masses. It's the people, the kids, the pregnant women, they need us. Because ain't nobody else doing it but us. So I suggest that we really fortify ourselves. And that's what this whole point of the first like, 15, 20 minutes, half hour of each class is going to be, is to fortify you, to reignite your passion. I understand you got McCoy. I know you got boards. I know you got all that kind of stuff, right? But all that stuff in the long run is this big in comparison to how big the mission is, right? 
So if we want to etch ourselves on that history that this professor was just showing us, we want to etch ourselves, and there should be a line somewhere where people finally get chiropractic, right? And on that, from that line and beyond, all of a sudden the entire planet takes on a healthier way of being. Wouldn't that be a lovely thing for that to happen? But it's not going to happen unless one of you guys steps up to the plate. And I don't know which one of you guys is going to be or if it's going to be one of you guys. But I ask one of you guys, think about it. Think about taking that on, stepping up to the plate, and making that part of your big history. All right? <clears throat> so. Let's talk a little bit about what we're going to do in this class.